Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, it's an interesting time to be a banker, but maybe less interesting for a consumer. Uh, but there were a raft of bank results out this week, and ARB, AIB are still smarting from their U-turn on cashless branches. I'm delighted to be joined now by Joe Brennan. He's the market cor- markets correspondent with the Irish Times. Take a look at the state of the banks and a few other matters as well. We might start with PTSB, uh, Joe. Um, again, a full-year profit uh, uh, despite uh, 75 million costs on the Ulster Bank deal. Can you just give us the, 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 the story behind those figures? Yeah, uh, good morning, Bobby. Um, yeah, so um, Permanent TSB and AIB have both come out with figures, interim figures, uh, in, in the past number of days. We have Bank of Ireland coming uh, next week as well. So Permanent TSB, um, if you look back uh, a number of years ago when the chief executive of Permanent TSB, Eamon Crowley, took over the bank, uh, it was seen as a, it had been around for, you know, for the past decade, it had been really struggling to kind of justify its existence. It had been through a restructuring programme. It was pretty much a monoline kind of bank. It was uh, purely mortgages, essentially. Yeah. Um, and obviously it was hit uh, pretty badly by the downturn, required a €4 billion Euro bailout. Um, and as the executive was taking over, as the CEO was taking over back two years ago, it was we were still in the middle of a kind of a lower for longer interest rate environment. Uh, we still had the, the balance sheet of the bank had contracted dramatically uh, over the previous decade, and it was looking at a bank that was struggling to kind of justify its existence uh, with returns. It, it of, was never really the third bank or the third pillar it was, in the sense that it would that it was uh, essentially being kept alive yeah. uh, in the hope that at some stage there'd be some sort of kind of third force uh, that. Would emerge through some sort of major industry merger, and Ulster Bank and Permanent TSB were always kind of considered the kind of the, the most likely kind of. Merger. And has the exit of Ulster Bank and KBC now presented an opportunity? for permanent TSB to become that third pillar. Yeah, we have the next best thing with, with permanent TSB. So it's acquiring, basically it's acquiring about 7 billion of Ulster Bank's loans, uh, non-tracker mortgages and also uh, small business loans and asset finance. And that's kind of an area, SME, small business, is an area that permanent TSB had been trying to get into um, and had been doing a bit of work in, in recent years. But this kind of changes the dynamics for, for, for permanent TSB to a large extent. Permanent TSB was, you know, a few years ago was looking at, you know, normally a healthy bank is seen as a bank that would have uh, sustainable profits that would be equivalent to about 8 or 9% of shareholders' equity in a bank. Yeah. Permanent TSB was facing, you know, years of 2, 3, 4% uh, returns on equity over a period of time and it was seen as unsustainable. With Ulster Bank, it's basically, what's happening now is the bank's have been struggling to kind of grow their loan books, having retrenched over a number of years. Permanent TSB as part of the Ulster Bank withdrawal is essentially kind of buying balance sheet. It's 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 increasing its its loan book by about fifty percent, and that's a game changer for permanent TSB. Even though it's taking on additional costs by taking on up to four hundred and fifty uh, employees from 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 Ulster Bank, its cost income ratio comes down. Uh, and that's kind of helping it kind of turn and into its Another kind of bounce that they got last week was the ECB interest rate rate. That, that effectively will give them 
another 300 million. Is that right? Yeah. So, Something around those figures. Yeah, all told. So mm. between the combination of both. So you have um, you have the ECB, the ECB uh, interest rate hikes. I mean, if we look back again a few years ago, no one saw that coming. Where the Eurozone had struggled for more than a decade of suboptimal uh, inflation. And now we've had kind of we've inflation going at uh, yeah. up to up to it's over it's over nine percent in Ireland at the moment, uh, almost nine percent across Europe, a multiple of what the ECB. When are we going to see uh, positive interest on deposit accounts? Not for a long time yet. I yeah. mean, if you look at if it, permanent TSB never really applied. It applied negative rates to some large corporates. It didn't need to because permanent TSB is alone among the three remaining banks that needs to attract a lot of deposits because it's taking over a 7 billion euro okay. mortgage book. It has about 3 billion of of excess liquidity and it had been charged it was it was it was a negative carry there from uh, from being charged themselves from the, for that uh, excessive uh, liquidity by the by the ECB but it is it it, it hasn't char- it hasn't extended to 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 um depositors the other two banks so the ECB negative rate uh, kind of experiment started in 2014 the other two banks kind of only really got going in about two or three years ago yeah. started off with big kind of customers worked their way down and um, by the end of last year Bank of Ireland had been applying interest, negative interest rates of 0.65% minus 0.65% to uh, anyone that over had a deposit million. over a million AIB had kind of flagged it a bit earlier but actually took a bit longer for it to actually get to the 1 million euro threshold it was about May before it got to that got to that space um, but it was it was charging a higher rate of minus 0.75 5% on, on, on deposits. So you don't see that happening then going back into into positive territory for another, what, 12 yeah. months? Well, so both banks both banks have moved to zero uh, in the last number of days on the negative rates. But the banks are awash. If you look back, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, banks were struggling to hold on to deposits. Yeah. We had a kind of a silent kind of uh, run on the banks from large corporations taking away billions of euros of deposit at a click. Um, now we have, you know, excess deposits. I mean, AIB and Bank of Ireland had about 50 billion of excess deposits over their loan book um, as of the end. That's of why the they don't want your money. They don't want and they don't yeah. need to. They yeah. don't need to pay you. So I think when it comes to interest rates, I think uh, the banks have held off applying uh, increase in interest rates to mortgages as a result of the of the ECB rate, other than uh, obviously the, the, the obvious and the, 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 the they've been waiting for them for the a con- long time. The contracted uh, yeah. increase on in that they've held off on the others. Um, the real plus for the banks and what's really kind of pushing the banks' profitability um, at the moment is the the switching of the dial on the on the the negative rates on their deposits banks will probably they probably won't increase rates at the same rate as 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 official rates go right. up uh, and we'll probably see a narrowing of the kind of the the difference between uh, ECB sorry between uh, average eurozone mortgage rates which are much lower and have been much lower than Irish banks uh, you'll probably see that kind of narrowing and we've sure. seen a bit of that already happen even the last number of months um, you see that over the last year that the average so the average Irish rate is about 2.76 the average eurozone rate is about 2. Point, sorry about 1.7 Seven five, that's narrowed um, versus what it was a number of years, uh, even a year ago. Because and I'm it, sure Manny would like to see it narrow further, but I, I think it will. It, yeah. it will it converge. I doubt. Right. Yeah. Well, just staying with the banks for a second. NatWest then the cost of the Ulster Bank withdrawal nine hundred million. 
It's a lot of money. And like, given that what they're leaving on the table for other banks, you know, is there an element of them walking away from something that was 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 adding some value to their balance sheet? Um, NatWest, the problem, the big problem with for for NatWest was that it had so much capital, expensive capital tied up in Dublin. Yeah. Um, banks would normally have to have, and the problem is that Irish banks have to hold much higher levels of capital against their mortgages than because of our previous form. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so it was a, there was a higher denominator already, uh, and then they they were holding about two billion odd uh, additional capital above and beyond what you would ordinarily expect them to hold as well. And they couldn't justify uh, holding on to that, uh, having a bank in Ireland uh, with trap capital in, yeah. in Ireland. At the time, if you think of February last year, we were still facing into lower for longer. Um, there was kind of muted kind of growth in, the, in, 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 in loans as well. You had the mortgage rules. So there was kind of, and SMEs were only beginning to kind of start borrowing again. So th- there was a scale problem, but there was also a capital problem uh, in terms of trap capital in, 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 in Ireland. And why do you see now when when Ulster and KBC actually make their exit on it, it's kind of been a bit of a slow goodbye in some ways. But what do you think the impact will be as for the consumer on what's left here? Yeah, look, at if you look back 10 years ago, 12 years ago, we we're overbanked. You know, uh, we had too many banks and uh, banks weren't pricing risk properly yeah. uh, and they were handing out money willy-nilly. Uh, now... We're left with three retail banks uh, and we have obviously the, the Department of uh, Finance is, is carrying out a review of of the banking sector, looking at it in context of, you know, the, the overall economy, what the needs of the economy are, uh, the, the fintechs uh, and other kind of technology companies that are kind of getting into a lot of the space that banks have traditionally yeah. have been in. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 could it be that three banks, three retail banks, uh, a number of kind plus of... Plus your Revolut, plus your N26. So for, the, for that area, and yeah. then you have non-bank uh, f- uh, mortgage uh, lenders as well. Y- you could have a mix, all told. Okay, yeah. well, look, it's good to get your analysis, Joe. We'll talk to you again. Uh, great to hear your voice, and uh, thanks for that. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.